Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, man, grooving. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady that? Quinn, Jonas Knox. You hear that? Yeah, what's that? The bass you hear that? Yeah. No, 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 what that bass symbol. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the bass symbol <laughs> coming good. out right there? I do hear that bass symbol. Right, yeah. Uh, it is, uh, we're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, talking all sorts of uh, NFL. We got uh, divisional round playoff action, doubleheader on Saturday, doubleheader on Sunday. Uh, but more importantly, forget about Saturday and Sunday. It's about Friday. Friday because it's a football Friday here on Fox Sports Radio. It's a damn football Friday, Brady Quinn. All right. Can you feel it? Yes. Come on. Yeah. You know what it is? Football Friday. Football Friday. Come on, Jones. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You got it. Come on. Football Friday. Yeah. 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 Football. Oh, my God. Wee. That was that last Boy Scout, Roberto. Is that where that's from? <laughs> last Boy Scout, uh, a movie that involves Great somebody movie. getting shot on the field. That is, yeah, uh, in the opening scene, mind yeah. you. That <laughs> um, is good. This cold. part too is uh, we don't have any fo- football today. Well, so. look, I mean, that's all right. uh, you know, we're talking football yeah, on a on. Friday. That's yeah. all. That is true. Yeah. It's not, true. Uh, you know, just uh, throw it all under the bus. Um, all right, so we do have a. Uh, hey, don't be don't be taking subtle look. jabs at Q. No, I'm just. First no, off, I'm just, if there's anyone throwing someone on the bus, that's fine. Jonas is the bus driver. What right? do you mean? Let's, oh. just, let's not get it twisted. Uh, that's what Jonas is here. the one driving the bus over the bodies uh, and then backing uh, up listen, and then driving back over again. Look, I am. Uh, I'm an innocent am, bystander uh, on this show. Uh, I am picked on I constantly. Am, uh, you guys I'm, have seen. Uh, and all I do is uh, the best part is I just play it off and play the victim, and uh, you guys look like the jerks. And no, you know wow. you do. You do your Harry Carey. It distracts everyone. Then that's people forget true. about it because it's that, so good. That, that is not true. Uh, I, I try and I'm just trying to do a, a simple sports Collins talk Worth. radio show yeah. here. Uh, but also uh, very impressive. Uh, so let me. Uh, let he me hasn't just, done it in a while. You haven't done it in a while. Done man. what? You haven't done. Hi. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe yeah. at some point. At some point, we will get into a little. <laughs> oh, more. you're okay, a tease. Okay. I'll tell you. No, that was a tease. No, 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 we, no. You can't break it out and not keep it. That was a tease. I'll tell you. When we get into. I need Harry. Carry. Okay. Yeah, come on. Come Give on. me a play-by-play of a buildup being thrown on the field last right. week. Yes. Come on. Come All on. Right. Um, and then and then and then hold on. And then McMahon, then Vince, you know, firing the security guard. I, I that can't, allowed cro- for I can't cross on. the streams, Vince and Harry Carey. I can just do the you, Harry Carey doing the play-by-play of the uh that the object toss. Oh, on the you field. can do it. Come All on, right, let's do it. Come on. Hi, welcome to Buffalo. <laughs> Freezing temps so the wind is flying, but apparently the wind's not strong enough. We have an object on the field, and I got two questions for you. Question one, where's the Budweiser? Because I'm a Bud Bad and a Cubs fan. And question two, 
Who got into Brady Quinn's top drawer? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Bill don't spell backwards. Is. You know, oh, Bill God. don't spell backwards. It's on the bed. It is. <laughs> Mr. Security Guard. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, look, I, I don't know. I don't know who at Buffalo thought, you know what? We're, we're only known for going through flaming tables. Uh, we got to up the ante a little bit here. Let me just let me just throw this party favor onto the field and uh, see what we got. But whoever oh. came up with that, uh, just brilliantly done. And you know, it's always in that one end zone, too. It's always in the one end zone. So it's clearly a season ticket holder. At this point, I'm not even sure they want to like actually go through figuring out who exactly it is because they probably sh- they could <laughs> it, it's like it, it's just one of those things that makes it the type yeah. of environment like never know what you're gonna get when you go to buffalo baby they got great wings they got a lot more than just that oh, well it, i think it's probably easy to point out because he's probably one person who stays standing the entire time oh, um man. you know and then uh you know that's probably oh, the person man. who carried it in uh you can do Harry that Carey. what you will Harry Carey is the best bro um Harry <laughs> Carey is the best uh so uh let's uh we're not trying to make fun of anybody here right, that's the last thing I mean, we, we do, do we, that we, all the yeah time, we do man. a serious sports yeah, talk radio show ourselves here. the most actually, um so do we want to apologize now or later to the Bengals and the titans for um you know what we're about to say which is let's be truthful bill's chiefs is the afc title game correct I mean, we're, we're like we're you we're could call here, it right? the de facto okay. AFC championship game, and, and and this isn't this isn't even I'm not going to say this is even my opinion, which it, it kind of is, but it's also the betting odds. If you look at the betting odds, whoever wins this game is the odds-on favorite to go through the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. So uh, I know there's a lot of people who might be Bengals fans or Titans fans, but let's be real. If we were putting your money on the line, you might be picking Kansas City and Buffalo too, because there's a reason why those odds are out there, all right? Yeah, I, it just it just feels like these are the two best teams in the AFC right now. But I I actually I'm surprised that there are so many people picking the Bills in this game, and I wonder if it's a lot of it has to do with a recency bias because of how they look last week against New England. But also, is there some fatigue with Kansas City? But well, we've handle, seen it so many they times. They handled Kansas City yeah, during the, the season. During the season. I know, but that man, that's not the same Chiefs team. They've been the best team in the AFC for a couple of but months you gotta now. T- you got to take into consideration the Bills went on vacation for a little bit, too. Exactly. So, so it's kind of like the same thing. So they're both coming back rejuvenated. Because we, I mean, there was a point in time where you could have wrote the Bills off. Like, look at their, look at their down, down spiral. So, I, I mean, I think they pulled it back together and had an impressive showing against the Patriots. And I think that when this team plays well, I mean, they are so evenly matched up. It, it's going to be – I think that it's it certainly is the, the championship. It's going to be a championship caliber game. I, I will say this in terms of uh, Cincinnati and Tennessee. I don't want to make them a door prize for what the the AFC championship game will be because I I will say in the manner of which that game will be played will dictate to me my feelings on if we saw the best of the best of what the AFC had to offer from this weekend with with the Chiefs and uh, the Bills. But I I just got a strange feeling. One of these two teams, Tennessee or Cincinnati, 
is going to show in, in tremendous fashion that they are a team to be, you know, to be contended with. And I think it's going to be Cincinnati. But I could be wrong. They beat Kansas City. You know what it is? You know what it is, though? We tend to not appreciate physicality. Like, mm. What the Tennessee Titans do well is they literally want to get you in a street Wear fight you and beat down. you up. Yeah. And, and, the, and the reality is that's not sexy to us. That's not appealing watching that style of player that game. Pe- people don't love watching a rushing attack like a guy like Derrick Henry, who I think you could have made the case had he even played probably four or five more games this season. He should have been MVP. I mean, I'm still wowed by the fact that he was a top five, top six running back by the end of the season in rushing yards, and he hadn't played since October. <laughs> I mean, literally, I know, I know Jonathan Taylor led the league, I believe, in rushing, right? And he averaged 10 more yards per game than Jonathan Taylor during his time when he was still rushing. So I, I just, you know, it's not as sexy, it's not appealing, but it is what can win football games, especially this time of year. And that is one of the things that I think if I was a Bengals fan and I gave my shot caller earlier – but I, and by the way, I didn't say Cincinnati necessarily wins. I mean, if Tennessee wins by three, that's a cover. But <clears throat> the point is, that could be the X factor to all of this, is if you look at who's the most physical team left in the playoffs right now, at least in the AFC side, it's Tennessee. Mm. And, and that's, it's not sexy, but it gets the job done. And that's where I wonder, with only two games to play to get to a Super Bowl, if a week of rest, all that, like they've got enough and they're putting it all together to be able to steal the show from – the, the flash and the razzle-dazzle of all the other offenses that we're looking at. And you can't overlook it. You just can't. You can't You can't diminish it. You can't downplay it. You can't overlook it. It's a possibility. And and I'll tell you what's another possibility is that Joe Burrow could, could transcend into being a megastar from being a star. He might even just jump past being a superstar. Not with those sunglasses. Right. Oh, I don't know, man. What the hell was that, man? Um, Joe think he cool. is Elton John. Let me tell you something. They kind of looked like um, Iron Man, like old uh, – what's the actor's name? Uh, Robert Downey right. Jr. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like something yeah. you uh, you buy at a gift shop when you're bombed. Hey, bro, when your teammate <laughs> wears a, a undershirt under his pads of pictures of you at the various levels – Dudes respect. They bang with you hard. Oh yeah. Them and, and and I just I just didn't. I love them. Just the glasses. Until you know. Brady like really started breaking down their personnel, I started watching them. I'm like, man, they're loaded. Higgins is ginormous. He's he's like a. They look like a basketball team. And by the way, you want to talk about physical? They got a big ass bruising back too. Yeah. What is Mixon? Mixon is it? Yeah. They got they got some some thumpers on that team too. But they also have matchup nightmares. And and I'm telling you. I just got this weird feeling about Joe Burrow and this this Cincy team. And Tennessee's de- defense is not great, and they haven't been great for a couple of years. I mean, they, they go as Derrick Henry goes, and if you're Vrabel, that's got to piss you they off being a defensive so much guy. Confidence right now, man. It's like they look like college kids playing at the pro level, and I love that. They're you fun. know what I love about that is that college is seemingly so much more fun. Then the pros and they're having fun like they're in in college, so I, that that could be dangerous, and it could be a, a tremendous storyline that develops and plays out 
for not only the Cincinnati Bengals, but that would be a tremendous storyline for for the game, the sport itself. You know what's interesting about Cincy? If you were to tell somebody like a, a year and a half ago, you know, the Bengals could run this division for like the next, you know, four or five years. They think you were crazy because Cleveland was on the up and coming. Like they were playing well. They had, you know, Baker Mayfield seemed like he had taken a turn. Lamar Jackson, MVP. The Steelers are still the Steelers. Yet here we are and Cincinnati's the lone team remaining and they've got a real opportunity to be in an AFC title game. And if it is the Chiefs, they just beat the Chiefs. Now, they tried to figure out a way not to beat the Chiefs uh, in that final decision near the goal line, but they, they did they did win that well, game. So the, the problem is they'd have to go to Arrowhead this time around. Yeah, and that's you know. an incredibly tough place to, to go win and play. But to your point, um, I, I don't know what the hell happened to the Chiefs defense that weekend. They've been you know, pretty <laughs> solid the second half of the season besides that. But if that's, is that, if that's what Steve Spagnuolo rolls out this time around, yeah, no, Cincinnati would, would probably win again. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth, every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas, so make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. All right, so coming up next, a potential upset in the NFL this weekend that could shake up an entire conference. We will get into that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Is this meatloaf? All right. It is. Know my stuff. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, meatloaf, uh, rest in peace. 74 passing away uh legendary career a lot of movies old 74 yeah had a good run man yeah that's a good run um eat some meatloaf today how do you feel like uh, eat some meatloaf today that yeah that's that's how we celebrate they don't play his albums just eat actual meatloaf today according to roberto yeah i'm not uh, going to do that insider i used to hate meatloaf not not the the band but the actual food when i was younger but I'm telling you, man, the older you get, good meatloaf works. But for whatever reason, when I was a kid, I just you never was into it. put ketchup on yours? I, yeah, I, I used to. I used to. Yeah. I used to, yeah. And then uh, now I think it's like a slice of cheese with barbecue sauce on it. just can cheese be. melted. It, you got to find the moisture ratio. You got to get a good balance because there's nothing worse than dry, dry meatloaf. Yeah. yeah. And and the second part of that is is that your mash have to be on point. Yeah. The mash have to be on point. Yeah. But that's one of those things. It'll shut you down. Eat a whole plate of that and it's over. Oh, oh yeah. Got to be moist. Yeah. Super moist. Food, too. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. We've got uh, BQ in the news coming up here. Uh, sure. If we make it that far. Um, oh my all right, by the way, we are brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code 2PROS. That's the number 2PROS to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, so uh, Rams-Bucks. Um, that is the uh, the early Sunday game uh, in which uh, L.A. goes on the road to Tampa Bay. Now, they did uh, play them earlier this year, uh, but this was in SoFi, and uh, and and the Rams looked damn good uh, and won that game. Uh, but here we are, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It feels like 
like uh, Friday is going to be, today is going to be a big day for them as far as the injury front goes. Um, you've got Werfs, uh, the right tackle who's banged up. You've got Ryan Jensen who's been dealing with some stuff. Um, Leonard Fournette. I still have no idea what the hell's going on with Leonard Fournette, but Tampa Bay's got injuries. And then you get the LA Rams off that win last week uh, who look like they've got an opportunity to go in on the road and, and steal one here, uh, maybe and possibly head to uh, Lambeau Field next week, or who knows, host a playoff game in the NFC title game next uh, next week, just based on the fact that Tampa's banged up, they've got the injuries, and the Rams are feeling good about themselves after that win last week on Monday night. So, I, I think the big concern you've got to have if you are the Tampa Bay Bucks is the status of Tristan Wirfs and Jensen, who I believe was limited – uh, in, in practice, I, I could be wrong. They said he but, was a non-participant, but he was there for whatever that means. I don't know. I, so I, I'm seeing something different. It, obviously, he's questionable for the game, but I, I saw a report that said he was limited. So I don't know if you're reading Wednesday's or Thursday's practice report. Uh, I think it was uh, Friday mornings. I get those way ahead of time before you okay. do. But again, I'm yeah. not here to brag yeah. or anything. Yeah, just like our, our sound bites. Yeah, right? it's just... Uh, the, the, the point is this. If you look at the times Tom Brady has struggled in the playoffs, it's always about getting him off the spot. It's always about pressuring him yep. and finding ways to get hits, hits on him. And you look at the matchup earlier this season, that's exactly what it was. He was hurried. He was hit. He was pressured uh, at least double-digit times. He was sacked three times in that game. That's, that's going to be the concern here. And we know how they're going to try to do it. Raheem Morris will try to create one-on-ones up front. And he's going to try to find ways of isolating Aaron Donald. And then Von Miller, who's come on now, that acquisition is looking better and better and better the last six weeks with six sacks. And then Leonard Floyd. So this is going to be one of those matchups where, you know, and LeVar touched on this too. Jalen Ramsey at some point, they don't match him up all the time. But we don't, we don't have Chris Godwin. They don't have Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And so when he's matched up on Mike Evans, that's going to be a, a tough matchup, I think, for Tom Brady and, and Evans to connect and really find much cushion. And, and I just think this this could set up where all of a sudden the Rams look like that hot team like Tampa did last year on the way to a Super Bowl where it ends up being the Rams. Yeah, I, I do think that it's going to be a matchup situation. Tom Brady is comfortable with Gronk. He's going to need a running game to slow them down because I think they are going to be – if Raheem sits back and and tries to cover his way through this game, Tampa will win the game. If Raheem comes out and he's strategically aggressive um, and, and strategic in, in the sense that you're creating those matchup issues up front, they're, they're, I mean, the, the left – well, the right side of of the offense, the left side of the defense, uh, that right tackle position was a liability at the end of that game last week. It'll be a liability this week. It will be difficult to have a balance and a comfortable balance across that front, especially knowing that the center is dealing with with uh, injury issues, you know, health issues as well. It just doesn't. It, this does not line up well. This does not align well for Tampa. In fact, if if and we've seen this historically when Jalen Ramsey has gone up against uh, Gronkowski teams, they will they will line him up match up man. Which really, there's only like one or two people that could probably match up and cover Gronk one on one. Even now, with as old as he is. 
and in those situations, they will make it uncomfortable. Like, you look at it this way. If I can man up his safety blanket going across the middle or on those, those, those like little pivot outs, you know, the arrows or some people call them clarions, whatever they want to call them, right? If you can match up man-to-man and eliminate Gronkowski from, from, from Brady's, Brady's vision and his reads, then now you're talking about strategically bracketing Mike Evans if you bracket because your safeties are pretty good. So you bracket Mike Evans, you man up Gronk. Your safeties are banged up. That's yeah. the issue. Yeah, well. I mean, they, they, what will sign for a reason? Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, yeah, they, they better play. And if they play well, then if they if they do a few things, I mean, I like Nick Scott, you know, you know, I like guys like that. Uh, you know, might be a little biased, but I, I I say that to say if I can bracket off where Mike Evans is going to try to do double moves, he's going to try to get vertical on you and and different things like that. If you can cover early on him underneath and then have somebody on top of that, and you 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 match up well against Gronk. That's going to create because because Brady gets rid of the ball very quickly. So in order to get to Brady, in order to give that defensive front the opportunity to get to Brady, you got to first stop the run. If you can slow down the run and then you can cover off on his safety valves of where he gets his his comfortable rhythm, because he's a very very rhythmic thrower then you have an opportunity to get hits on him, to get sacks on him, and to frustrate him and get him off his mark. I think the Rams have a better chance of doing this matchup-wise um, this game this weekend. We mentioned, uh, so if you were Green Bay and you watched the Niners-Cowboys game, you look at how San Fran you know, schemed uh, the Cowboys and just sort of how they lined them up and all that stuff. And you, you look at that and go, well, how, does Green Bay watch that game and say, how can we take advantage of what we saw last week? If you're McVay, Brady, and you're the Rams, and you see the way Philadelphia didn't utilize their receivers on the outside and didn't attack that banged-up secondary for Tampa Bay, Aren't you Sean McVay looking at that and going, hey, man, if, if Stafford just doesn't turn the ball over, we may not have the running lanes that we had against Arizona because this Tampa run defense is much better. But there's an opportunity through the air for Matt Stafford to have a big game here. It, that's what it feels like. Well, well, hold on a second. They're not banged up anymore. I mean, Carlton Davis is back. Jamel Dean's back. Um, Devontae. They, they look good out there, too. Oof, yeah. well, they looked good last week. They, they weren't really being tested. And, and I think the difference is Todd Bowles will have a different scheme for what he's going to do this week uh, compared to what he did last week. I mean, you can't roll out the same exact thing that you did versus Jalen Hurts when it's really more about stopping the, what was the number one rushing attack in the NFL, keeping him contained in the pocket, and see if he's going to be willing to make those throws to the outside. The reality is Matt Stafford will make that throw 10 times out of 10. Like, he's not going to hesitate taking a one-on-one matchup with the outside to OBJ or Van Jefferson or if it happens to be Cooper Cup or even Tyler Higby as they move him around yeah. and could split him out. I mean, so it's going to be an entirely different game plan for how they're going to try to take away some of those pieces. Um, but, look, they're, they're more at 100%. They're more at full strength. And uh, as I pointed out earlier, Jensen, who practiced yesterday, as you'd see in your text uh, chain, um, you know, they, their concerns really should be more offensive in nature. Because that's going to be the problem. And then you wonder for Todd Bowles if he's going to have to take some risks or some gambles pressuring in order to get the football back. If their offense is going to be struggling to get points and make some big plays, which which it could. Because, I mean, 
you can't just rely on Gronk. If Jalen Ramsey or however they go about playing Mike Evans, if they eliminate him from the passing game, someone else has to step up. And, and the backfield's banged up. I don't know if Fournette's going to play. Right now it's just Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard and Le'Veon Bell. And so maybe they'll just hang their head, hat on the run, rushing attack, but someone else outside of Gronk has to step up. And, and that's, it, it's a tough, tough task, uh, I think. And, and unless they're just going to hammer away, do three tight end sets, bring in an extra offensive lineman and run the football, uh, I feel like the Tampa Bay Bucks are kind of banged up, limping into this one right now. All right, so it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio, so make sure you check your uh, text message when I send you that Ryan Jensen update there. Uh, all right, uh, coming up, uh, we'll call it a little over 12 minutes from now. We're going to have uh, BQ in the news, uh, the news with Brady Quinn as we uh, get ready for a weekend and a Friday edition. Who knows uh, where the hell this is going to go. Uh, all right, so uh, we did this a week ago where we got to pick your dog. All right, so uh, we had uh, like all the uh, the fun little uh, who let the dogs out crummy music, I believe, is what we played, but it's, uh, it's pick your dog. Uh, you got to pick one underdog outright winners we're not betting point spreads here a team on the road most likely to pick up a win in the nfl playoffs this no week uh, no <laughs> who are the dogs we need more dogs uh, all right so, lee, he, so you here, have them or uh, does lee yeah have them? Lee, we, i've got them so okay. the uh, the dogs here are the uh cincinnati Bengals. Um, so the Cincinnati Bengals are a dog yeah. on the road. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are a dog on the road. The Rams are a dog on the road. And the Bills are a slight dog on the it's road. It's the Rams so, for all right, me. All right, so you got the Rams. Yeah, that, the Rams. That, so that's going to be your dog. Yes. You're picking the L.A. Rams. Yes. Now, is that because we're in L.A.? It's because I'm going with being a serious, analytical person who – is looking at it from that perspective. I'm not I'm not just being fun with it. Like I'm looking at it. All the right. information. All right. Brady I'm gotta, going with the Rams. Brady, who's your dog? Outright winner. No point spreads here. Have some balls, buddy. I mean the easy winner. the easy thing would be to say the Bills, because that's the tightest spread. So I'm sure that's where you're gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> though with the Bengals. If we have to pick a dog to win outright, it's gonna be the Bengals who, mind you, have never won on the road in playoff history for or their organization's playoff history. Hmm. Now, I'm not going to pick the Buffalo Bills. Right? I'm not. In fact, I don't even think that game's going to be all that close. So this idea that the uh, the Chiefs are going to be a slightly better team than the Buffalo Bills, I'm not a believer in the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but if I've got to pick one, uh, it's either going to be Cincinnati or it's going to be the L.A. Rams. And uh, I've been Why? told... Why? Is it because you're in L.A.? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have been told that uh, I'm a little bit of bad luck here. Uh, so with that being said... Oh, you want I, the Rams no, to lose. I mean, if I, if I got to take somebody out on this show, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll take out Brady Quinn here. All right, Jeez. so it's him and I together. Uh, right. I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals on the road to beat the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'm not a believer in the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Derrick Henry, uh, some of the numbers out there gambling-wise uh, project him to get around 17 to 18 carries. Um, that feels like uh, maybe it's not quite enough uh, to rely on him. Uh, I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals are going to go into Tennessee to open up the weekend and pull off the upset and march on their way to the AFC championship, which oh, they'll wow. lose by probably 10 points in. So there's that. How do you feel about that there, LeVar? What do you think? That was very descriptive. It, yeah. it, could, it could happen. <laughs> I mean, it could happen almost the way you're saying it. They, Cincinnati is equipped to go on the road and, and beat them and beat Tennessee. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to beat them. Did you see you. how Tennessee – I think is trying to limit the amount of 
tickets that Cincinnati fans are going to purchase? I mean, because the, they think it'll be forty percent Cincinnati fans. Really? Oh, wow. I mean, look, yeah. look. And no offense to Cincinnati and their fan base, but. I mean, I, I don't know a lot of national Bengals fans. They're not the Steelers. All right, they're not even the Browns. The, the, there are Browns bars all over the country where you can go yeah. watch a Cleveland Browns game. The Bengals aren't close to that. So this idea that you need to be threatened by ba- – if, you, if you're worried about Cincinnati Bengal fans eating up 40% of the stadium, then you got your own attendance issues in Nashville. Here's, here's where I feel like I'll disagree. They are known – as the heaviest drinking fan base in all the NFL. They are. That's a fair point. So we do okay. know this. If they go down to Nashville, <laughs> they're gonna be they will up. be hammered. They're and they're going to be, gonna be rowdy, and, and it's yeah. going to be obnoxious. Yeah. And, uh, and they're riding their presence high. will be felt. I mean, they're riding high off of winning that, that game. I had a, uh, so I had two buddies that are diehard Pittsburgh Penguins fans, and they went to Nashville for the Penguins-Predators game oh. a few years ago. And I'll just say this. They showed me pictures of downtown Nashville just for a, a Predators game. I can't even imagine what a Titans game is like, and it looked like Vegas. I mean, huh. people were going off no, the rails. Nash Vegas, that's what they call it. Uh, it was uh, so. Yeah, that could be uh, that could be the case there for Cincinnati. Although you've probably never heard that phrase, have you, John? Nash, Nash Vegas. Vegas? I've never I heard Nash Vegas. I haven't either. Yeah, yeah. that's what they call but it. But I have heard this. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard Uh, Unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, All right, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, we've got the BQ News. Always a fun way to wrap up a day and a week here on a Football Friday. It's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one on one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. If you've missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast after we get done here, foxsportsradio.com. Figure out uh, why LeVar Arrington's had a hell of a morning. <laughs> that was a great story, though. <laughs> That's just not fun. I walked into the I literally walked into the house. I scarfed down some baked chicken and baked potatoes, sat down on the couch, kissed my chick, Kissed my my baby girl, got back up, got in the car, and drove here. Yeah. After getting off of a flight. And all and and the bag will be delivered. So you're not it having better, to go back. It, hey. Hey. My bag better be at my house. <laughs> so today. Did you protect the bag? I mean, is it fair to ask that question? What do you mean? Did you protect the bag? Like in short or something? What do you mean? Protect it. What do you mean? Because yeah, yeah, if I was protecting the bag, I'd have it. Yeah. 
That's I, a good point. I, I did not protect it well enough, clearly, because my bag had to spend a night in an unfamiliar environment without me. Yeah. And I feel I feel responsible. I feel culpable for allowing my bag to have that experience. At least you know it's there because you got to see through the glass. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm saying like that would be like if, you know, a lo- that my loved one is there like locked up, like in lockdown <laughs> with the lights same off. Same thing. You know, with all thing. those other bags. It's not being yeah. treated any other way. Like it doesn't have its own little <laughs> space or anything like that. It's, oh, man. It's suffering right now. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. It's yeah. exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> That's so, my uh, loved one. We are going to be back on the air uh, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific on Monday. Uh, we will look back on uh, a fun weekend in the NFL. Right now, though, we must put a bow on yes. this bad boy Gotta with a little it. something we do every single day, and it's called this. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right, BQ, what do we got? How do you guys want me to start this one off? Do you want me to start off with the most controversial? Do you want me to start off with the one that's kind of still topical in a way or one that's just kind of goofy let's go let's go topical first jeez oh, all right okay. yeah let's do the paper rock stuff. scissors go on paper rock scissors right. right here go one two three oh ah uh, you said you put a gun up go ahead Brady. Not, <laughs> go with the goofy one because since he was a goofball about it Lamar, that's go, a, go with the goofy Lamar, one that wasn't a gun uh, uh, all right all right uh, I, i'm gonna go with lavaris because i feel like lavar won because right. jonah tried to stick him up um, all right so you know how we the nfl i mean just all these protocols for players and just keeping them safe and everything else. I mean, security's high. It's yeah. really high, right? Yeah. Well, how about a, a TikToker that Crazy. goes by the name of Finesse Fave? Crazy. Snuck into Dak's postgame presser and didn't ask not one, but two questions. So, so much for security in the NFL, even in, you know, Jerry's world. I mean, walked right in. With the video, they they when they walked through, Micah was still on, and it kind of bothered me a little bit. I was like, "What if somebody was like out to like yeah. you know hurt him? Who is this? What, you know, Flavor Flav? Who? What yeah. is no, his name? Finesse Fave. Don't yeah, focus on that. Flavor focus Flav. on the outrage you should be with the Dallas Cowboys' lack of security. Yeah, I mean, they lost. And then all on the, the media members off of it. All these media members, though, who who you know make such a big deal about press conferences. Hey, guess what? You're sitting next to a TikToker. Like, should you say something? Like, hey, there's a kid in here. Shouldn't there be outrage for that? Yes. Media people. Uh, I I I don't I don't understand. I don't even know who the hell this is. How did they get? I mean, they close they to- literally started filming when they got to the parking lot, walked in, pulled out their little brown like the the photo the photo um, vest that you put on media vest and just kept rolling i mean i mean they showed they showed their cars the nice cars parked i mean they basically showed how you break into you know into an nfl game i mean with everything we've heard about uh to brady's point uh covid protocols and uh you know we're gonna be safe here uh you know some tiktoker uh name uh you know finesse less or whatever his name is uh you know gets into uh dax post and i mean he's my size and my complexion. So go figure it on that one. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you make all these, on that one. you make all these media <laughs> members I mean, and players and coaches adhere to certain tiers for you know health and COVID and all this stuff. 
and this kid just walks right in and that's what he wants. <laughs> it's great. Look, no, it's he just, carries equipment. It, uh, Brady, yeah. it, it's the it's the optic circus. All right, yeah. let's call it what it is. Let's, it's yeah. the optic circus. Uh, one huh. thing is applicable, the other isn't I, here. We just move stuff I, around. I got some optics for you then, all right? Uh, uh, and Tosa, right Oklahoma. Here, is, now, is this goofy or is this controversy? No, this is controversy. Right. Okay, let's go controversy. This is where I shine, baby. All right, here we go. Shine. Well, a, a pastor <laughs> in Tulsa, Oklahoma this past week is getting a lot of flack. Um, and, and in the article, it's funny. It says he was accused of sp- uh, smearing spit on his brother's face during a sermon in a viral video. But I don't know how it's an accusation. It is clear as day. He is he's smudging spit on his brother's face. In what ends up being kind of a, a controversial sermon that went viral, his name's Pastor I need Michael more, Todd. I need more context. Why? Uh, why would he I do don't that? have much more? There, for that, you. They, that's it. Why would he do that? Well, uh, it was in, it, was he baptizing him and just didn't have enough water yeah, and needed to use no. his hand? Yeah, what is, <laughs> he blessed his spit with yeah. his hand. I is mean, it's like Flint, Michigan. They were running out of water. I don't I see mean, any <laughs> looking faces. I mean, maybe he felt that his spit was clean. Yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 the the only thing I got from reading the article was he the sermon was in relation to like the reaction that the congregation would have to him doing something like this and and I'm not going to venture too much more into the spirituality aspect of it but it did seem kind of an odd way to drive home that particular point because yes not only that congregation but the viral congregation was very taken back by all this. Um. Okay, I'm perplexed. Could this, could this be? Ew. All right, could this be? Um, what if he didn't brush his teeth? Was, was that this day? like? Was this like a COVID thing? Like, what, what uh, if he's got a whole bunch of gingivitis? No, nothing to do with COVID. So, so no, no, we're trying to show you that we can beat COVID nope. or we could do it together. What if or there like, was some tartar particles in his saliva? And plus, if he's been tartar. talking that long, he, he hasn't. Brushed it might have just kind of just just fell off in, into the saliva. And where here's was, the real question. And where was this at again? Lavar, would you let Jonah? If he was up Bruh. preaching, smear his spit on Bruh. the side of your face. I would body slam my kid if they smeared <laughs> saliva in my face. Well, okay. And where was this at again? Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right. So what's like uh, the food of choice in Tulsa? I'm trying to think like what, what else uh, this guy's got on barbecue. his face now. All right, so, so this is all right. So this guy's Ew. got. So not only does he have a saliva, he's got uh, barbecue sauce some, and some like cornbread uh, particles. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. co- some collard, some leftover ah, collards and, br- and bacon. I mean, unless unless your brother is the dog from Turner and Hooch, some not chi- acceptable. Some chitlin juice. That, uh, uh. <laughs> God, that's nasty. Some chitlin mixed saliva spit on my brother's Weirdos, face. Weirdos, man. <laughs> You've been blessed, brother. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> All right, last one. This one's kind of corny, I'll be honest with you, but I was curious to get your reactions. Missouri Highway Patrol mistakenly sends out Batman emergency alert for Joker's car. The alert was sent out around 4.52 p.m. and read, Gotham City, Missouri, purple slash green 1978 Dodge 3700 GTMO. And that was the message. They, They then later on had to say, hey, that wasn't an actual legitimate message. I mean, yeah, I just think that that's a great way to get our weekend started. (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.